What's good, Dog Nation? Uh, it, it's been a minute, but the boys are back. The boys are definitely back. Hey, now, hey a lot has happened since our last podcast, uh, especially you know in college football, but for UGA specifically as well. We've gotten a bowl win since New Year's. Alabama was officially crowned the champions after beating Ohio State in what was uh, an explosive game, to say the least. And we have just now wrapped up the 2021 signing class. So a lot to get into, a little bit of a catch-up, but, you know, we want to look towards the future. Uh, as always, I'm Cheeto Chibuye, and with me is Keegan Chanel. And this right. is all about the I do it for the dogs. My dude, Keegan, how you been? Dude, I'm doing well. Doing well. I'm uh getting ready to take a little trip to Arizona for a few months, travel a little bit, just kinda work out there and life's been going good, man. I'm feeling good about our twenty twenty one class and feeling good about the dogs coming up this season too. Uh, we got a, a a COVID vaccine uh happening, so who knows, we might get to see all 92,000 of our friends sooner than later, but I, I hope I'll, that's uh, yeah, I'll, I guess to be <laughs> determined. <laughs> yeah, and you've got a lot going on, and you know, as as we mentioned, uh, the Bulldogs have had a lot going on. Now, as a, as a Bulldog fan, uh, I guess self-admittedly a, a diehard, I'm not going to lie, this season, you know, with the COVID, with the way our season went, especially with the whole, you know, quarterback debacle that started off our season and we essentially got eliminated from the playoffs a lot earlier than we normally would have. Uh, you know, I did kind of check out, um, you know, when something like that happens in a season, you know, I kind of just keep it short term. It's hard to focus like on, you know, super long-term goals when the goals of that season are done. So I'll admit I've checked out a little bit, but like I said, the page has turned. There's been a lot going on. Uh, while I'm still optimistic, you know, there's some things that UJ's had to take care of. And I think that ultimately starts with the next recruiting class, which is the class of 2021, which just just signed just the other day. Yeah, absolutely. And really just a weird year uh, in as far as recruiting goes, really a historic year because a lot of the major recruits signed with classes where they hadn't even, you know, met a coach face-to-face because of the COVID. So – Really a uh, an interesting take. I think that considering that, I think, you know, Georgia's strength, I think while they do have a great brand and they do have great facilities, I think their strength is their coaching staff and the personalities of that staff. And I think, you know, they, they kind of have a younger, more energetic, kind of like players, coaches, at least that's kind of the portrayal. You know, you see Kirby dancing in the locker room and all that kind of thing. He's, you know, he's a little bit more loosey-goosey than like, a lot of these coaches. So anyway, I think, you know, that might have, you could obviously see where that could have actually not gone in Georgia's favor. Uh, and all things considered, they did well considering that, you know, I think they kind of had uh, more of a disadvantage than other teams, especially like you said, once we kind of were out of sight, out of mind, and these other uh, big recruiting teams are the ones still playing, you know, it's kind of like, it, you know, it all, it, it all helps if we can, you know, get that. Re- that's part of the recruiting process too, I guess, is what I'm getting at. But anyway, all things considered, we did pretty well. So, you know, 
we got like a top three class by most of the outlets. Not as not as unanimous as in years past. There's a few that have us like five, six, but uh, you know, still top five, mostly top three. It's all subjective anyway. But I feel like we won with the guys we were looking for, and. Outside of maybe like one person, uh, I remember it was like a DB, one of these last DBs for a national signing day. We got all our guys early, so including a fantastic young quarterback in Brock Vandergriff, uh, Sm- Small Munden. Is that the most famous? Right? I don't know. Yeah, I want to say it's uh, Small. 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 We'll, yeah. we'll get it right, man. But uh, yeah, eventually, eventually we'll get it. Um, yeah, once we hear that name, we'll, <laughs> we'll let what uh, EJ announce it. But exposure <laughs> exposure is a big part of it, and that goes yeah. for for all schools. I would I will say if if I'm being honest, I will say it's probably affected us a little bit more than other schools, and just because we've been right. doing so well in recruiting over since Kirby's been here. Right. Now, I, me, there are other sites, and it is subjective with the rankings. I usually pay attention to rivals, and from what I just looked at, at rivals, we finished with the number six recruiting class, which would be the lowest since Kirby's first year, I believe. Mm. Uh, we, from our, we were number six that year with Jacob Eason and uh, and those guys, uh, Isaac Nana, I want to say. But um, to, to be honest, it's, it's Alabama at number one who that DB you were just referring to went to, and it's, it's really Alabama – and then a close second, Ohio State, and then everybody else. So right. you've got uh, you've got Oregon, LSU, Georgia, and an, and another team that was up there before us. Uh, all of Clemson them. and Texas A&M, all kind of. Clemson was right behind us. I think Texas A&M as well. But there's a yeah. big cluster past <laughs> Alabama, Ohio State, and then everybody else. Which, um, I mean, like you said, with Alabama still playing in the national championship, they have exposure. Uh, I know for me personally, I've been hoping that Nick Saban was going to hang it up here the past couple of years, but he has just shown that he is completely capable of reinventing himself, and he's still got the vigor to coach the game, that energy, and I don't think he's going to go anywhere. So he's like the Madonna. He's like the Madonna of football. <laughs> yeah, they've they've proven themselves as the stand, and yeah. uh, National Signing Day has just gone to show that. The the shift from a defensive-minded juggernaut to an offensive-minded juggernaut is just unheard of. Even, like, schools that have been around, like, for decades, getting close to, you know, a century, like the old Notre Dame, the Texas, the Penn State, like Oklahoma, these historically great teams, they usually have that identity that carries through them, goes through the years. Nick Saban will switch it up on you and then be the best at something he's not even particularly good at, and that's what we're chasing. And I, I think this recruiting class will help, but we just we, we've got to we've got to at least start to close this gap. I really think that we did going back to the 2016 national championship, but they they've just sustained this excellence. And um, as a dog fan, I know that's really what we want to see, and I'm and I'm hoping you know some of these moves uh, with our defensive court, defensive back coach. Uh, and we'll Muschamp, which we'll get into, um, we'll bridge that gap. So, uh, you know, some of the guys who are highly touted coming in, we do have Brock Vandergriff, who is pretty much the headliner of this class. Uh, Amarius mm-hmm. Mintz being a close second, five-star offensive lineman. Michael Morris, uh, four-star, but still um, 
a really, really good player, just needs some developing. Smell Mondin, linebacker. Davian Sori, another linebacker who's of the same caliber. And then I also wanted to give a shout-out to both Brock Bowers at tight end and Nylon Green. Um, I think we get a little bit too wrapped up in the stars sometimes. When at UGA, we know firsthand we've seen three stars and four stars, uh, you know, outperform their rankings. And then five-star players that are ranked above them end up being like the not forgotten man, but, you know, the number two. And, and, you know, going back just to Nick Chubb and Todd Gurley were both four stars, while Keith Marshall and Sonny Michelle were the five stars. And looking at their careers now, you know, that's not what was projected. And that's kind of how the ranking recruiting game goes. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard to kind of line it up, but, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into it, and then some people, you know, they're still growing physically. You know, yeah. there just so many different things that can take into consideration. But yeah, I think we did pretty well. I think we, like we, uh, like you said, I think we did take a little bit of a hit. But you know, I feel like uh, the coaches feel pretty good about it. I mean, I guess you're not publicly going to say you didn't you didn't get what you quite wanted. But I think that it seems like we did get most of the guys we did want. And uh, it's just kind of a continued thing with Kirby. But I do feel like this is the most talented group, you know, going into the Kirby Smart era. I think we might be saying that, uh, like, again and again for the next few years because, you know, he's just been able to get recruiting momentum and this kind of develop a system and have uh, just a plethora of talent, Uh and then you throw in the fact that, you know, JT Daniels' big offseason news is besides a return. That's major. And then, you know, you got a young cat in Vandergriff coming in. And then you got to think, too, someone like Carson Beck in the wing. So you have, like, maybe a little bit more depth. Um, so, you know, I feel like we're, we're pretty primed with where we want to be. We're going into that Clemson matchup. Hopefully we got our uh, – all things considered, spring practice April seventeenth, if everything goes as planned, you know. And I think we're, I think we're sitting pretty good, man. Like we're, uh, but you know, we're gonna, we're gonna be saying the same thing. It's just like, are we gonna take that step? But the beauty of it is, is we get like at a great opportunity. We don't have to wait till like October for a good game to happen. Like the first game of the season is massive. Like. For so many reasons, because oh, we're coming out the gate, it, it's yeah. going to be going to be bright and early, and set the tempo, which hopefully leads to, uh, you know, because the season the schedule is pretty easy in my right. opinion. I think this is we we don't have a Bama, uh, mm-hmm. we don't have not the LSU was much of a threat last year, I'll but we don't Florida. have yeah we don't have that really tough Western mm-hmm. division. And the Max, East is East is weak outside of Florida. So. East is weak. Yeah, Florida's down. Not that we're scared of Florida wherever they are. They they did beat us this year, but, again, that goes back to the quarterback situation. And Auburn is going through a huge transition. And that and that's really the point. That's really the point. So we have this stability at Georgia. And even though we finished uh, the bowl game against Cincinnati 8-2, and two, you know, we are right at the top of the East where we want to be. Through it all, our goal is to get back to Atlanta, and we're primed to do that. Yeah. Most definitely. And you know, coming off coming off National Signing Day, uh, again, not 
not the most exciting thing, especially these days with the early signing period. We had our recruits pretty much in hand, and then there are a couple of surprises come February, but didn't affect us this year. But UGA is off to a sprinter's pace for the class of 2022. We did land a five-star defensive tackle from Texas, Bear Alexander, uh, a name that will get more familiar as time goes on. Uh, and what they're saying about this guy, he's pretty much – what Jordan Davis has been at nose tackle for us now. And if you remember those games where Jordan Davis was out, he is the anchor to our defense, eats up offensive linemen so our linebackers can eat. And then Gunnar Stockton, who I believe is from Raven County. So the cupboards are not there. Now Kirby has to find out a better way to handle a packed quarterback room. I'd I'd expect, just like Dwan Mathis, Carson Beck will probably jump ship. Uh, I don't blame him at all, but – you know, you got five five stars ahead of you, five stars behind you, and behind you. So unless you really got it like that, somebody somebody's going to leave, and he would be my first guest. No disrespect, but um, it is what it is. But the future is looking good. The future is looking good for us, and not only from a player standpoint, but uh, from coaching as well. So really, we've had a lot of stability. They actually paid Dan Lanning. They gave a lot of the coaches a raise, but Dan Lanning is going to be making – a nice, a nice 1.7 mil this year. And it's pretty much inevitable he's going to get a head coaching job here soon. Um, They had an offer to go to Texas as the defensive coordinator there, I want to say it is, uh, and Georgia broke the bank to keep him. Um, And he's a great coach. I've loved him so far, but it's inevitable he is going to get an opportunity sooner than later. And I think this Will Muschamp, uh, higher, bringing him in as an analyst, is security for that inevitability, which uh, a lot of dog fans have mixed feelings about Will Muschamp, myself included. But in Georgia, as far as our coaches, our players, we love our own. At least if you're a real fan, we love our own. And uh, it's good to have him back so I don't have to hate him <laughs> anymore. Exactly. It's good to have him back. And no matter how you feel about him, he's a great defensive coach, great defensive mind. Head coaching may have not yeah. been his best showing, but he'll get another opportunity, and it's another page out of Alabama's book taking exactly quote unquote failed coaches and bringing yeah. them in and giving them you know it's a, it's dancing with the stars of football is what <laughs> is what Alabama's created, and that's okay. Like you got to be humble as a coach to step down, and sometimes having less responsibility makes you that much better at your role, doing your role, doing your job without having to you know, be the face and do the media and all that stuff. So I, I wish the best for Will Muschamp. Yes, because it's with us, but because he really is a quality coach. I mean, hey, you can't just... Guess what I also heard? Uh, bouncing off this, I've heard rumors that they're looking at hiring Gus Malzahn as an offensive analyst. <laughs> no, hey. Dude, I have heard that, yes. That's that's real? That's It's it's in the rumor mill. I mean, it's like not any kind of official thing, but just stay tuned if that happens. Like, y'all hear, heard it here first because I, I have heard, like, rumblings of that. So they're looking at it, apparently. I don't know. Okay. Like, I'm, in all these, I'm in all these groups, and I have stayed out of them more and more, but uh, some people will, you know, think they know something. That's what they're saying, so we'll see. Well, my two, um, cents, my two cents on that, Dan Lanning hasn't been a defensive coordinator for very long at all. So he's not very experienced. So bringing in a former head coach, defensive coordinator, Will Muschamp, will benefit him. And that's also, good. so I think that's good. Now, Todd Munkin, on the other hand, he don't need nobody. Right. 
he don't need nobody. So now, what, does that make it less likely or more likely? I have no idea. But I would guess that yeah. – we'll see how that goes. I, I would probably doubt that yeah, if I'm yeah, yeah. up just because of how much himself. But, hey, you never know. That's a quick one, too. But, yeah, just throwing it out there. But no, otherwise, I, I, heard that. I heard that. Hey, we, we did uh, pull off a last-minute field goal win against Cincinnati. It was looking uh, – kind of close. We made it closer. Our offense was actually clicking pretty well for the most part, but um, we just we kind of turned stale in the second half, and then we had that turnover from the George Pickens fumble to mm-hmm. start off in that first drive. So um, I feel like we 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 I feel like that honestly made me feel pretty good about next year because like we had what like seven eight starters out something like that. So, yeah, yeah, we we had starters out the whole NFL. I'm sitting for my future type of deal. Yeah, so for us to be able to pull off a, against a talented, you know, Cincinnati team that, uh, you know, I don't think they're I think they're a little overrated, but they're you know they still they had the senior leadership. Like none of their players stayed out, so they had a cohesive unit. So anytime that that's a that's always like an advantage for whichever team has that. So I think we. We held the course. We we pulled out a W. So yeah, it's momentum. If anything, yeah, it's just momentum. momentum against a program that was looked at as oh they they had a great year. They're on the rise. Their seniors are playing. So like you said, a, a cohesive unit and a win's a win's a win. And um like and also like you mentioned, really the most promising thing through the win, even if it would have been a loss, we've got J T Daniels coming back, exactly. George Pickens coming back, Zamir White coming back. James Cook coming back. So offensively, next year, I want to be at a a damn near Alabama level this year. Oh, yeah. I want to be close to that because that's the way the game has been shifting. So uh, we'll see a lot of points, which means SportsCenter will probably like us uh, a lot next year, ESPN, (laughs) what have you. But on the other hand, we are losing a bunch of significant pieces on – uh, the defense, and mainly the back end. Our front seven was already loaded, so the pieces that were missing and, uh, you know, our seniors and uh, Aziz Ojulari, who was amazing last year, we're going we're gonna to fill in those gaps, no problem. But the secondary is taking a bigger hit with three corners going and then Richard LeCount, uh, who uh, is Campbell gone, Eric Stokes gone, um, and some other notable guys. Uh, and then on top of that, we also lost our DB coach, uh, Carlton, was it? What was his name? Charlie, Charlie Warren, Charlton Warren, whatever. Uh, he's gone. Yeah. But we did scoop a, a DB coach from West Virginia, and I believe his name is Jamile Aday. Okay. I did a little bit of homework on him, and he's got a similar resume up to this point as Kirby did. He was – he actually played at West Virginia, and – He's the type of coach that focuses on fundamentals, and like Kirby, like I was saying, he was an all-conference city when he played, so he's got that background. And in 2020, I had no idea, West Virginia actually finished with the best pass defense in the nation. So he was obviously doing something right. Other coaches, other, you know, reliable coaches that spoke well about him. He's a younger coach, so he's going to be able to, uh, you know, get along well with the recruits, you know, really right. relate to them on a personal level. So I think Kirby knows exactly what he's looking for, and I hope this really works out. And we're going to need it. 
And then, you know, he'll be able to work, work with Muscat too, who is also a former DB coach. So, you know, we've got the pieces there. It's going to be a little bit of a transition, yeah. but you know, Keely Ringo should come in and really help that. Absolutely. Lots of young talent. So hopefully the young talent can uh, <laughs> provide a spark. Yeah, man, I think that's pretty much it, y'all. Like, we we, uh, we kind of, like a lot of y'all, <laughs> weren't thrilled about how the season was going to end. But Right. You fall off sometimes, but it's all yeah, good. Yeah. You get back in the saddle. And that's really but, what your game's going to have to do is just – Get back in the saddle, and this schedule is going to make that a lot easier. Like, we should grow as a team from the beginning of the season to the end, and then really let's get, try to get back to Atlanta and see see how it goes. Hey, I think we will. I really think we will. So, this will, uh, this will see who you got in the Super Bowl, you know. I was just about to ask you the same thing. My God, perfect, perfect, perfect. All right, all right. So I've been I've been wanting to do a little bit of barbershop talk. I've been getting into it with some guys at work, and. Uh, you know, you can't watch the media on these things because – so in my, in my fantasy, I finished third this year. So I had a good year, made the playoffs, right? No one cares about that. But still, it's because I had Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is a – he's a next-level quarterback. He's going to be the face of the NFL for uh, the next decade, foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. But but the Chiefs have their offensive tackles. I think their left and their right are out. And while Tom Brady's not been playing the best – in this situation, I mean, who else do you take? And really, the Bucks defense is, they're not getting enough credit, but I think they will after Sunday. So I'm taking the Bucks in, in a close game. I couldn't even really give you a score if I wanted to. If I had to, maybe like 31-20. No, I can't do that to Patty. 31-30, 31-30 Bucks. But give me, give me Tom Brady cementing his place in all-time greatness. I, I got to do it. Love you, Mahomes, but, hey, I got to do it. <laughs> hey, I feel that. Well, I think I think what you said is quite fitting, and uh, it actually reminds me of the last time we saw Legend versus a, a budding icon, and that was WrestleMania 18, Hulk Hogan. Wow. Hollywood. Look at the you. Hollywood Hulk Hogan versus The Rock. <laughs> And that was the legend versus icon. So I feel like that's kind of what we got here. We got a, you know, an old goat and a potential uh, new goat. So uh, we'll see how. Who you like? I I think uh, I'm taking Tampa Bay. Uh, Not necessarily. I just think it. I just think the Brady factor is going to shine, and we're going to witness some history. So I kind of I'm kind of looking forward to that. And I think Tampa Bay wins. I think they win. A, a barn burner, forty-two, thirty-five. Bucks. Woo! Yeah. You go off there. All right. Well, can't be mad at that. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We got some good tight end play. We got uh, Gronk and uh, Kelsey. So there's two other debatable goat matchups. For no doubt. Game. No doubt. And that'll that'll officially wrap up uh, football, college, and pros for you know the next month. Even though you know football, UGA and SEC it doesn't really sleep, but we will take a pause. So, you know, enjoy that game because we're not going to see. It'll just be speculation for a little bit until the game <laughs> comes back. Hopefully, like you said, we'll have a vaccine and we can maybe get some semblance of regularity back in this country. That'd be nice to tailgate, you know. <laughs> yeah, tailgate. <laughs> and, I remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember them times. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, I think we. Uh, 
Dog Nation, it, it's, it's been a blast, as always. Uh, we appreciate you guys sticking with us. And, uh, you know, sometimes sometimes you just got to get back in the saddle, and that's what we're going to attempt to do. So, you know, looking, <laughs> looking, looking forward to a good 2021. Uh, Keegan, always a pleasure, man. I appreciate you. Hey, yes, sir. Hey, y'all know what it is. I'll believe you.